So welcome. <laughs> uh, technical difficulties, folks. That's what happens when you have amateurs uh, trying to do a podcast. Uh, welcome to an inquiry into freedom with Ron Harlow and yours truly, Alan Paul. So Tuesday we did uh, we had our episode, and it was election day, and we had a pretty good episode. And and come to find out. Boneheaded me had uh, our equipment. Uh, <laughs> it was operator error on my part. So that episode on election day no longer exists. Or I was the only one that was recorded. So, Ron, here's what I want to talk about. Well, all the fans were saying that it was basically... I. I was having a Vin Scully sort of a day. I mean, mem very memorable, and yet apparently um, somebody fat fingered it or something. And, uh, and I, I was apparently didn't even need to be participating. Well, apparently not. And you know, that's what happens when you're not a a podcast. Uh, editor and technician and all that stuff. You know, we don't have... So everybody understands. We're, we're raw, uncut, unedited, unscripted. And we're also... Uh, we don't have any employees, so we do this. This is on the fly. I mean, you know, I'm not going to spend hours trying to uh, edit a podcast and, and, you know, we're going to make mistakes and we're going to say things... We're going to forget people's names, blah, blah, blah. But I, neither one of us have time. I own a small business. Ron's retired. He has, you know, grass to cut and, and cows to feed and, uh, you know, sunsets to, to, to watch. Neither one of us really are taking the podcast uh, editing and, and all this nonsense seriously enough. Our conversations are serious, but we could care less of how it's, you know, how it sounds. We're, we're not going to have, you know, a bunch of bells and whistles and music, and occasionally I'll pick a video and we'll listen to some people, you know, like Tucker or, or uh, you know, some liberals spew some nonsense, whatever. Uh, but for the most part, it's just a couple of guys who, who are trying to create a movement regarding... Well, I don't even know what a pod is. <laughs> Watch uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and you'll understand what a pod is. Oh, is that what? Oh, um... or, or or they have pods in um, jail houses. Uh, no, no thanks. Yeah, neither one of us want to go there. So anyway, that's the gist of it. And last, so two, day, two days ago was election day, and we had a conversation regarding the upcoming election, and I predicted, and I don't mean to, you know, I don't want to throw this in your face, Ron, um, you, you kind of disagreed with me, and so did several of my friends, but I predicted exactly what we're seeing with this midterm election which was the, the red wave didn't happen. And it's more like, it's more like uh, Dick Trickle, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I don't even know if it's a if it's as big as Dick Trickle. Or is wasn't it, he a wasn't he a race car driver? Or is it, or is it Trickle's Dick? No, <laughs> um, more like uh, more like a, a red trickle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so so then you. Well, that sounds, that you know, sounds even worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're if you're paying attention to the news and you're regardless of what you know, I've seen multiple outlets, liberal, left leaning, conservative, right leaning, whatever, and they're all making excuses, right? And you know the 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 left is kind of running around spiking the ball and they can do whatever they want and then the rights you know well this is a this is a referendum on trump and this is the end of the trump era and this is what happens when trump endorses people and and it's a trump problem well i'm going to tell you flat out don't listen to what these people are saying uh, Trump Trump hasn't been president for two years. Trump wasn't on the ballot. And if you were to look at Trump's record when it comes to endorsements, he's got a pretty good record. So I'm just going to be flat out honest with conservatives and Republicans. It's the same crap you all have been doing for years. And exactly why you have been losing for years it's not a Trump problem. It's a messaging problem, and it's a candidate problem. We have this, this, this guy who is being considered for Speaker of the House if the Republicans win the majority. majority. Kevin McCarthy. And I'm going to go ahead and piss off conservatives. Like, I, I have a tendency to do, and I'm proud to do it, because as a conservative... I'm tired of this silent majority crap and all this nonsense. Um, if you think Kevin McCarthy is even 1% better than Nancy Pelosi, you're part of the problem. You might as well go out to the woodpile and, and, and dig up John Boehner or Paul Ryan. Because that's about as good as you're going to get with Kevin McCarthy. The guy's a fake He's a phony, and he doesn't deserve to be Speaker of the House. Now, Steve Scalise has thrown his hat into the mix. You want to get serious, maybe you should consider Steve Scalise because he's a far more intelligent individual. He's got far more better morals and, and ethics than Kevin McCarthy, and he's, he's likable. And, and, and here's the problem with Republicans and their candidates. They... They have these people, and I watched all the rallies for you know where, where Trump's endorsing these people, and these people come out and they they're like talk. They have the they have the charisma and the character of a brick wall. So it's not a Trump problem. Pick some winners. Find some people that are likable. Find some people that have have something other to say than um, you know we're we're anti this we're anti. You know, political correctness, we're anti-wokeism, we're, we're, we're anti-anything. Speak about some policies. Talk, talk to the American people like you, you have some kind of idea or, or sense of what you're getting yourself into and, and what you're going to do. Instead of being, you know, a, a, an empty suit. It, it, if somebody like 
Shrek Fetterman can can run and win. Uh, and 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 um, you know, walks out. My God, people! This guy walks out with a hoodie on. Can barely he he's like Joe Biden Jr. Trying to form a sentence and 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 bless his heart, you know he had a stroke. I get it, but this isn't something that this isn't somebody that should be representing anyone. But yet you voted for him. And he beat a guy that probably shouldn't have have been in the race to begin with. But that's who the Republicans chose. So take a step back, look yourself in the mirror, and understand that this isn't a Trump issue. This is an issue that's been going on with this party for a very long time. And either you pull your head out of the sand, or you're going to continue to get your ass whooped. And you can run around and, and place blame and point fingers all you want. I mean, it's, it's what you've done for years. But us true conservatives, us people that are out here trying to, to make a change and trying to, you know, uh, have conversations, real conversations about real issues, we're not having that opportunity. Because we're doing the same thing. We're kicking the can down the road. And then I got one more point to make, Ron, and, and I, want, I want you to weigh in on this. What's even sadder than that? The Republicans are pretty sad. Um, but what's sadder than that, and I, I posted this on social media today. Uh, as a matter of fact, right before we went on, on, on the air. Um... This is the state of America. And this is my opinion. But this is kind of where we're at. We know where the country stands now. After this election, we know exactly where this country stands. We chose abortion over inflation. We chose abortion over gas prices. We chose abortion over food costs. We chose abortion over the border security. Abortion over national security, abortion over education, abortion over Christianity, and abortion over freedom. Don't tell me it's a Trump problem. Trump isn't on the ballot. It's a candidate, and it's a messaging issue. The Republicans don't have a clue what they're doing. I mentioned to you, Ron... And 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 said that uh, weeks ago that the Republicans are they're sitting back, thinking that the inflation and and uh, gas prices, food prices, the stock market, all this stuff is is going to win this election for them. And I don't think they tried very hard. Uh, and and last but not least. There's two shining, <laughs> shining uh, stars here, or, or light at the end of the tunnel, that makes this election, regardless of how it ends up, and we'll talk about the uh, the crap going on in Arizona and the, and the nonsense that happened in, uh, across the country. 
with irregularities again. But uh, thank God that Beto O'Rourke lost for the third time and Stacey Abrams lost for the second time. Hopefully their careers are over. Although I highly doubt it. But that's really the, uh, for me, uh, the red wave that was supposedly supposed to happen, uh, that's well worth it. And you had mentioned to me on the episode that, you know, sadly is not going to be uploaded because we had the my mistake on the, the equipment here. Um, you had mentioned to me that I, I would wake up the next day and be pleasantly surprised. And uh, I kind of knew this was coming. I just, I told you I felt it, right? Mm-hmm. And I saw it coming. And I don't want to rub it in. I'm not, that's not my point here. And I don't want, uh, I, want I don't want conservatives to give up. But I told you so. Now I'm off my soapbox, and and I'd like to I'd like to hear you weigh in on this and your your thoughts as to you know what what I just said and and what your your opinion is. Well, I I haven't really come down anywhere on it yet. I mean, there's some awfully strange things going on. I mean, Arizona still doesn't know how to count ballots. I mean, it's like they're Chicago in the 50s, you know? And, you know, Florida, I mean, that's that's the one place that anything... Uh, resembling uh, a state knowing what it's doing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, everything else just kind of looks like, wow, what a what a bunch of trouble we're in in this state, in this state, in this state, because no one knows what the hell they're doing. But Florida, you know, they uh, they performed, and you know they. Win or lose, you know, if, if DeSantis would have lost like crazy, you know, at least they had the vote counted. Yeah. So I'm like, why is this Why is this so freaking hard to count votes? I mean, it's just incredible that we're, we really are living in a, a country that does things like the third world. Only the third world would probably have had a revolution by now because of the incompetence but um but at any rate yeah i i i wasn't uh planning on some big red wave or anything but i was planning on or i thought actually the country was fed up with uh what's been going on enough to the point where they would have unseated some of these uh, Democrats. And uh, I'm actually really disappointed that our country really has, uh, apparently, people who would rather vote for 
uh, people with dementia and uh, a non-functioning brain than people who really want to solve problems. Because mm -hmm. I've heard some of this uh, stuff out of the, the typical Republican folks of the, uh, whatever you call uh, Carl Rove. He's part of the establishment. But yeah, he needs to go away. Yeah, it's like candidate quality. Um, well, what they're really saying is is that they want professional politicians that are science-yielded and delivered by the Republican Party. Mm -hmm. That's what they mean by a candidate quality. Well, Because so candidate quality, excuse me, but Maxine Waters... Candidate quality? I mean, seriously. If that piece of crap is elected, then candidate quality is not the issue the Republican Party has. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. It's it's that these people are spewing the venom that they're spewing is what their their electorate wants. You know? I, I think that's the sad reality here. Is that and and why I'm upset is that there really are people who believe this crap that the Democrats are spewing. Well, real, um, real quick, real quick, um, I want to I want to kind of reiterate or or clarify what I said. So we have we have Shrek Fetterman in Pennsylvania, who is a stroke victim, and I don't want to make fun of his uh, medical issues. And he's a regular Joe. I have said on this show that that we need more people that are regular people, but not this guy. I mean, here we go again with, with the one thing that I've said. This is the best we have to offer. This is the best we have to choose from. I don't I, I I want guys like him. But can you imagine? I mean, they showed his whole campaign and and him running around. He's running around in a hoodie all the time. Is he going to sit on a committee in 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 Congress with a hoodie on? I mean, come on. Show a little class and a little dignity. And 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 you know, hopefully that's what he does when he when he's sworn in. Well, we're we're being asked to uh, believe that the people of Pennsylvania wanted him. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, maybe maybe the the stuff about appearances uh, and uh, having respect for the office and respect for the the people who elect you is is completely irrelevant. Maybe you can just show up for work in a hoodie and be brain damaged and you know uh, the, to me that his his candidacy is inexcusable just as Biden's is you know that that is just a, a, a slap in the face to the electorate that you put someone in there who is incapable of functioning um, you know and the guy 
he shouldn't be running for office when he's recovering from a stroke. I mean that. Not uh, yeah, and I agree. In my shame opinion, on his wife and shame on his on mm -hmm. the party. Yeah, sure. The same on the same with Biden. Shame on his wife and shame on the party. You know because there's no excuse for having someone with dementia being president of the United States, and yet we're we're supposed to be believing that you know half the public voted for the clown. So and maybe they did. You know, I, I was having a hard time believing that Biden was really elected until this last election. And now I'm thinking, well, maybe this many people in the country are that stupid. I thought the, I mean, literally the exact same thing. Yeah, it's just, you know, uh, at some point you, you got to look up and realize that, you know, most, most democracies fail because the the electorate just loses track of what it is they're thinking what they want for the country they start voting themselves riches from the treasury and and uh they just uh lose sight of things and i really do think our electric our electorate has lost sight of things um well and i so, mentioned before yeah. yeah and and i i don't disagree at all and i mentioned before that uh on social media and on this show that I have lost a lot of uh, a lot of uh, hope in the electorate in this country. I mean, going back going back to um, you know, when Barack Obama ran for president and some of these down ballot elections. So if you if you take a look, if you really take a look um at the overall election, it, it's kind of, it this is what it tells me. Democrats were elected where Democrats are normally elected. And Republicans, even though it wasn't a red wave, flipped some very key uh elections. But they were pretty much elected where Republicans are elected. So as you have said on this show before, we have a split. Our country is divided essentially in half. And uh, there are a, a couple of states that, in particular, um, Georgia, you know, the, the swing states, all the swing states. That are they're always a toss up. And in those swing states, which up until you can arguably say up until this election, Florida was a purple state, right? Um it really didn't go red until Donald Trump ran, but it really showed how red it is after DeSantis's election. Where Miami Dade County uh, which was blue forever, went extremely high for it was it it became red for DeSantis yeah. and Marco Rubio. Uh, so I, I, I mean, when, when you're listening to these news outlets, whether it be Newsmax or CNN or Fox or MSNBC, 
you know, you're not getting real analysis with these folks. You know, like I said, the left is running around spiking the ball because, you know, there was no red wave. And then you have the uh, the the right-leaning news outlets, which there's there's really – Fox News is, is no longer a, a conservative station. Um, they're, they're making excuses and – and so you have this this disinformation, right? Whereas you have two guys who can sit here and analyze this and and have common sense analysis of this is what really happened. So my opinion is that Democrats were elected where Democrats normally win. Republicans hoped to flip those areas and it didn't happen. And Republicans won where Republicans normally do, with the exception of a few elections here and there. That's it. There was no red wave. There was no blue wave. There was none of this, you know, oh, it's a referendum on Biden. It didn't happen. But I'll tell you what happened. And again, this is my opinion. The messaging of the Republicans was horrible. And for all the, the, the naysayers out there that kept saying, you know, and I was one of them, let the, Repo- or let the Democrats keep running on abortion. Just let them keep doing that. We, we made a tactical error there. And that, that, that decision by the Supreme Court was more important. And here's one thing that I took away from. So I stayed up late and I watched all the election results and all the uh, concession and victory speeches. And one thing I took away from that, Ron, was when I saw the Democrats' victory speeches, the amount of young people, specifically young ladies, um, that were at these rallies and these speeches, that when they mentioned abortion, that was the loudest cheer of the whole entire speech. Yeah. So so the, the Republicans made a tactical error there. But... That goes to what I said in the last episode that wasn't released because I made a mistake um, with the recording that, thank God, I will not be alive to see these people in charge. Because if that is the number one issue and that is what people voted on, we're in a lot more trouble than we thought we were. These young people that, and and the Democrats turned out between 18 and 30, that age group, which in my opinion, and I don't want to, I don't want to alienate anyone from listening to our podcast, but I have zero respect for you. You have no life experience. Um, You know, you want your loans forgiven. You can't decide which bathroom to use. You know, you want all this social justice crap. You want all this nonsense. But yet, you, you can't buy a house. You can't find a job that pays you $30 an hour. You know, you, you don't want to earn anything. You don't want to work for anything. And, and I'm not painting in the whole entire, uh, uh, that whole entire group with the broad brush. But the vast majority of them, sad to say, it is what it is. You can like it or not like it. I don't care. Um, but you, 
but you're the ones that are that are rallying outside of the Supreme Court with your pink hats on and and marching down the streets, my body, my choice, and all this nonsense. When in reality, when you can't buy a house and you can't find a job that pays you what you want, and you're you're complaining that you can't re, you can't repay these loans that you took out. Listen, you've not even touched the surface of what life is really about. I'm waiting on you, sir. Um, yeah, I don't know what you're... The, the, um, the, bottom line, and we'll move on to something else. The electorate, the electorate in this country uh, is pretty stupid. Half of it, anyway. Well... Uh, I would say that half the country isn't solving the same, isn't working on the same problems the other half is working on. I don't take seriously the problems that they're alleging. And apparently they don't take seriously the problems I'm alleging. Yeah, we've got two different, completely different points of view. Um, and I'm not sure how to have a rational conversation. Well, and I'm probably being a little over the top and, and a little irrational. But that's because of frustration that that I, you know, uh, see that inflation and a secure border and the cost of gas, the cost of food, national security... Um, foreign policy, all of these things that these young people don't don't ever get into, don't understand, and have no clue about. That we we just we just push that aside and made social constructs and abortion and all these social issues the priority. And let's be honest, some of the older people in this country went right along with it. Oh, hell yes. Yeah. So I don't want, I, I, again, I don't want to alienate a whole entire, you know, age group. Because I'm going to tell you, there are some boomers out there that I'm like, you, you're a, I, you, you are in the same category as Joe Biden, where you've lost your ever-loving mind. And so, I, I, I mean... It's just frustrating to me, and you know, I, I, it's I don't want it to sound like this is the first time in my life that I've ever lost. I've lost at a lot of things, in sports and business, and you know, all kinds of uh, areas of my life. I've lost golf tournaments, and and so I'm not a sore loser. I just I just chastise. The, the, the party that I support uh, for being a bunch of freaking morons. Yeah. Well, everyone I, voted, everyone I voted for won. Well, I mean, uh, so I, I, I'm in a, a red state. Everyone I voted for won. Again, yeah. I, that's the problem, is it not? Well, 
I mean, you know, I, I, I have to wonder if maybe the Florida went so red because so many people left the other states, and perhaps that is why, you know, the electorate leaving those states may have been the people who would have voted red and caused a red wave had they not moved. I, I really have to wonder about that. Well, that's a great point, and there is some analysis on that, by the way. Uh, oh, there is? Hmm. Yeah, so I, I, I was listening to uh, a, a pundit on TV who was talking. Uh, actually, this was a election official in Arizona, and he was talking about the exodus of people from California. And they've all gone to Colorado. They've gone to Arizona. They've gone to Nevada. They've gone to New Mexico. And, and that's why those states, at one time, you and I both know that Colorado was a red state. Been a long mm-hmm. time ago, right? Um, but Arizona was pretty much a red state. Nevada at one time was a red state. New Mexico at one time was a red state. And so he was saying that all these folks that have moved from California, Chicago, New York, New Jersey, come to Arizona. And, and they've changed the landscape of our politics. So the, so the people who have originally, you know, the natives, uh, just like in Colorado, I mean, all my friends, it, it, either they're all Republicans or conservative, uh, or, or they just don't say anything. But on, on social media... Um, they're all like, get me out of here. What's happened here? And I saw it happening. And I think we, I may have mentioned this to you before. So if you remember back when California had the, the really big earthquake and, you know, the overpasses, you know, collapsed and all that stuff. That's, that was in the 90s. And, and there was a mass exodus of California at that time because everybody was afraid that, you know, California is going to fall into the ocean. And that's when MCI, back when, you know, there was long distance companies, MCI moved into Colorado Springs. I don't know if you remember that. I'm sure you do. Yeah. Yeah. And all these people from California, you know, exited. There's a mass exodus out of California and they all went to the Midwest, went to Colorado. Nevada, Arizona, these are the people I'm talking about. And that's kind of about the same time where we saw the, the major change. I mean, Dick Lamb is, is basically when Colorado flipped. Yeah. And, and it's been blue ever since. But you know what I'm talking about. And that's when the housing boom happened and all the prices started to skyrocket. And Colorado became a state that was... Similar to that of California, where I mean, house housing prices went through the roof, and but but the payroll, the the you know your pay never changed, right? You know, it was a it was a expensive state to live in, but you didn't make a very good living. Part of the reason why I left, part of the reason, um, and I've said that to to friends that are in the red column, uh, you know this is the this is what's going on. This is what happened. I mean, it's nothing new. It's been that way for a long time. No, ma- no matter how bad Denver gets, no matter how horrible, and I mean, I don't know about you, but my friends on Facebook, 
just they light the governor up like what we need to get rid of this fool and and my gosh how could you vote for somebody like that it's kind of like you and i are talking about fetterman from pennsylvania and uh and i said unless you change denver and boulder which is where all they all those people went to you know some of them went to the springs uh, you're not changing the state. It's just not going to happen. <coughs> yeah. And it makes you wonder if they do that on purpose. Like, it, I mean, you know, you can't convince somebody to move based on their, you know, politics or whatever. Um, well, it eventually happens. You know, people will get tired of a place. I mean, I left because I had had enough of it. And people left, and, you know, they, for many of the same reasons, they left New Jersey and New York and went to Florida, you know. Uh, and they're not necessarily conservative. I mean, yeah, I would classify them as red, but red doesn't necessarily mean conservative. Uh, red can also mean that, you know, you're a problem solver and you're not some ideologue you just want the damn potholes fixed. Right. And say what you like about the guy, but DeSantis fixes the potholes, you know? So uh, good for him. And I, I think that I, I'm in favor of that. You know, the Midwest used to be the home of people who fix the potholes. It doesn't matter if some, you know, what party someone was in. In fact, in a lot of ways, uh, Kansas Democrats were more conservative than Missouri Republicans. Yeah. Uh, back when back when I was growing up, um, but they both fixed the potholes, and now they're all everyone's running around arguing about things that have no. Well, shouldn't say no. Uh, things that have very little impact on anyone's life. Uh, such as trans issues. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what? You know, fix the potholes. Well, they're not they're not in the business of fixing anything any longer. What they want to do is be in an echo chamber where the people who elect them are hearing them say over and over again whatever it is they want to hear. And you know, they don't care. They don't. They don't understand that uh, paying off uh, college tuition for people who borrowed too much money uh, doesn't make any sense. What you need to do is, if you know, if you want to have them cancel their tuition, then fine. Uh, how about the, the schools have to fork the money back over again? You know, if they're if they're selling degrees to people at something that they can't make a living in, then who's responsible for that? Isn't the university responsible for that? Um, you know, it, it's where's the critical thinking? Why why hasn't someone answered that? Um, so, you know, there's just a a basic lack of understanding of uh, how to work through a, an issue or a problem. Um, 
and the the red and the blue are not communicating on the i mean we just have no uh commonality no and it, so, and, and if if joe biden uh you know he campaigned on bringing the country together and uh you know ending divisiveness and all this other nonsense which he's he's not worked towards in any way shape or form i mean he's he's literally literally done the opposite um if this election doesn't even create a more a larger division i would be i would be surprised um because of the way the media portrays all this stuff right i mean so again i i want to mention i've listened to all sides and instead of saying hey you know we had a really good election you know, nobody nobody shellacked the other side, and 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 it was pretty straight down the middle. Now we have some we have some issues, and I'm getting ready to play something here in a second. Of of of, of, of all the places that you would not figure would have election irregularities, but did. But I want to I want to finish this point here, which is why why can't these? We talked about journalists journalism in our last episode, which again. My apologies, I, I made errors, and, and it is what it is. We're human, and that's what happens. But we talked about journalists aren't real journalists anymore. Journalism doesn't even mean what it, what it originally was intended to mean. And all of us are journalists, and all of us have the First Amendment uh, right to be the press. But I'm listening to these outlets, whether it's the right or the left, and, and they're they're causing the division. And that's why I think people should should pay a little more attention to independent shows like ours. And critical think thinkers like us. And and not spend so much time listening to an a biased propaganda outlet that's just going to fill your brain with all this nonsense because they repeat it over and over and over and over nonstop for hours and hours and and we've talked about the uh he's cheating on you she's cheating on you he's cheat that's what they do and eventually you start to believe that nonsense and we have to make sure that we, we don't fall into that trap of uh, you know being so so uh, what's the word I'm looking for? So susceptible to uh, starting to to believe and be conditioned to the point where you're so polarized that no matter what comes out of the other side, you're going to say, man, I just hate these people. And you don't even give them a chance. And I think we've seen that in the last few elections that we've had. That huge difference between the right and the left, the red and the blue, right? 
that yeah. we're, we're not even going to pay attention to what the other side says because whatever they're saying, they're Nazis or they're homophobes or they're trans, they have, they're transphobic or man, those are, those are, uh, Marxist, socialist, communist. So we get into those traps, right? Now I will say that the left is extreme. We've, we talked about Tulsi Gabbard before. Had she been the nominee for the Democratic Party, I might have voted for her. Because she's not an extreme left ideologue. She's not a demo, uh, uh She's not spewing demagoguery and all this other bullcrap. She's running on real issues that affect real people. Uh, and so, you know, as she was running as a Democrat, I, I don't, as a conservative, if somebody comes out on the Democrat, the, the Democrat side that has a, 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 a great outlook and a great platform and great view for this country, I would vote for them. Now we haven't seen, we haven't seen that since you know I mean no they're not they're not even talking about issues that um, I have any interest in or well that's the that point, right look, or that I even look at as relevant to a national discussion well that's the point you know? well so, exactly it's it's why listen to them if they're talking about uh, LGBT OPEC plus stuff uh, when I'm not interested in that a and B I, I'm focused on economics um, are we gonna have a World War three yeah that sort of thing so if they want to talk about uh, whether or not to back Ukraine or not back Ukraine or how to handle uh, uh, moving arms in and out of somewhere. Mm -hmm. Fine. But I don't hear that. I hear platitudes and a bunch of talk about something that has nothing to do with those things. So it, it's just noise to me. You know, most politics is just noise to me anyway. Yeah, but and, and I, I, I hate to be on this topic to be quite honest with you because we're uh, you know we talked a, a little bit about it in our last show and we were gonna we were gonna get into that in in this show which was the whole purpose of our podcast which is petitioning our government and them redressing our grievances and we don't really want this podcast to be all about politics. It's, it, it's about our constitutional rights and how we're losing our freedoms and how we've lost the right to petition our government and for them to redress our grievances. And that's the whole movement here. But you can't, you can't let this go by the wayside because this has a little bit to do with what I just mentioned, right? Well, uh, my my grievance is that the pol the political class 
is not working on serious problems. They're creating serious problems. Yeah. But they're not working on serious problems. So, you know, uh, basically the fact that they're just generating noise is a grievance. Yes, for sure. The grievance I have. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, if they want to talk about something that has, maybe it's so, some social construct or something that is important to 1% of the population, but it has nothing to do with our economy tanking, it has nothing to do with the fact that we're uh, carelessly spending more money than we can ever pay back that we're undermining our own future. You know, the, the things that they're talking about has nothing to do with what is important. Yeah. Why aren't they not talking about things that are important? Why are they not working on things that are important? Yeah. And why is our electorate not forcing them to? So, you know, and in some ways, these politicians are are responding the way the public wants them to. And it seems like we're not demanding that they they act seriously. Well, and you had brought up earlier uh, on in the conversation that they're not responding to the, the election process itself. And here we are, you know, wondering what the outcome of the Arizona election is going to be. And we're being told it may not be until next week until we find out, but yet a, a, a state the size of Florida and counted, ah, what was it? 5 million votes between, uh, four or 5 million between, uh, DeSantis. Florida, Florida had 7 million votes. 7 million. Vo okay. 7 million votes. Just in the in the governor's race. Let, let's not even count, you know, the... I guess they're all on the same ballot, you know, the down ballot. Yeah. But yeah, they, they counted, counted seven, seven million votes. Seven million votes. And, and before the night was even over, I mean, shortly after. Yeah. Their, their, polls, their polls closed. They, they ripped through counting those votes. In Arizona, Arizona, Maricopa County, just like the 2016 or 2020 election, are having issues. 20% of the voting machines didn't operate correctly. And then they had a toner error. Uh, error. Yeah. Really? really? You've got an issue with toner? Yeah. I'm, I mean, I was a district manager for retail stores, 11 of them. And, 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 you know, they'd call me because we we've talked about this before, right? Employees, you know, that, that, that can't take control or don't, can't think for themselves or call me, Hey, I'm run, I'm out of toner. We'll take your ass down to freaking office max and buy you some toner. What do you want me to do about it? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a state away. You want me to drop everything I'm doing, drive, you know, 100 miles and, and go buy you some toner? Can you not make a friggin' decision? <laughs> so they're not addressing these issues. And, and, and I had mentioned to you I wanted, I don't know if you're aware of this. And, and this is not being played on the national media. 
But in Oklahoma, in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, they had, so that every state and every, you know, every state runs their elections differently. So based on what I understand, Oklahoma had two ballots. One was white for the general election and one was yellow for local elections. And what happened was <laughs> a guy is going to vote and he's hearing from people, specifically Republicans. The yellow ballot was, was for local elections, city council, so on. So the yellow ballot was given out for that election. You got a white ballot for the general election. Guy was told, "Hey, uh, I was turned away." He said because I was a Republican, I didn't get, I didn't get to vote. I didn't get the yellow ballot. So he goes in there with his phone recording, and he starts questioning these people at the polls. And they said, "Yeah, uh, we didn't give them to Republicans." Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oklahoma is a red state. Far and away. And so he goes in there and he's recording and they said, yeah, we, we did that and, uh, you know, it was a mistake. So he contacts the local authorities, state police and, and whoever else. So they go down there and um, they question them. And these people admit, yeah, we, we didn't, you know, it's only like 30 people and, and we made a mistake. So let me play this clip for you. This is this is a uh, uh, the sheriff's office in Tulsa who started this investigation. Let's listen to a little bit of this. Hang on. Why am I not getting audio here? <laughs> We try to figure this out. Um, again, here we go with the uh, malfunction in my uh, oh, come on. Ah, uh, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, so, for some reason, I'm not getting the... Um... Oh. Bonehead. Here we go. ...of voter irregularities at Precinct 77. Essentially, what was passed on to me was not only a video, but can you hear that? Uh, information yeah. that the pollsters there... We're not giving yellow ballots, which would be for the city council race to Republicans, and that they were only being given to Democrats, independents, and libertarians. Um, at which point in time, I contacted our uh, corporal and our criminal investigations division, informed him of what was going on, and sent him to the location to begin an investigation uh, into the facts of this case. 
so before I go any further, I'm going to go ahead and play the video that was taken by the individual that gave a call to me this morning with these allegations, and then we'll go from there. If you'll direct your attention to the screen, it'll... Okay, so I'm going to pause it there real quick because I'm, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. Um, but you heard what he said. Yeah. It'll play momentarily. So uh, the individual recording enters in and informs the pollsters that he had received calls from two individuals stating they were denied ballots because they were Republicans. And at one point in the video, he receives clarification that 29 ballots were not handed out, but that it was a mistake. So therein begins the investigation. And what we, our detectives, were able to ascertain is the following. That the pollsters did indeed, in fact, get interviewed and confirmed that they did not hand out yellow ballots, which were the city council ballots, uh, to Republicans, and they were only handed out to independents and Democrats. Um, at that point in time, one of the pollsters indicated that they were certainly uh, aware of the mistake, but that they were following the orders of the judge pollster who was also interviewed and confirmed the same thing that, yes, indeed, they did, in fact, only hand out ballots to Democrats and independents and not Republicans, but that it was, in fact, a mistake. Stop right there. Do you hear what he keeps repeating? Mistake. Mistake my ass. Oh, yeah. And this, is, like, this is in a... So why, don't, why didn't they have a mistake where they didn't give them to any Democrats? <laughs> well, so... so this, Did they ever make that sort of mistake? Well, so that's a very good question, right? And this video goes on. This is about uh, another 17 minutes long. I don't want to, you know, play the whole thing. Um, I'll play a little bit more, though. So, so listen to what he says here. The problem there is that uh, they are all required to sign uh, paperwork, if you'll hand that to me, Under Sheriff, confirming that they understand the rules and regulations of the voting process, and it re reads as follows. Voters in this precinct could receive one or two ballots. All voters in this precinct are eligible to receive the white, which would be the federal, state, and county general election ballot. Voters in this precinct with TULS in the MUNI column, municipal column, of the precinct registry are eligible to also receive the yellow city of Tulsa Council runoff election ballot, indicating that regardless of party affiliation, if you were living in that municipality, you are eligible to receive that ballot. In this case, it did not happen. The poll judge pollster as well as the poll, uh, pollsters working at the precinct, all signed this indicating they were aware of the, uh, of the rules and instructions regarding the voting process. At this so how is that a mistake? Did you hear what he said? Yeah, I don't they, understand how it's a mistake. Yeah, because it's not. Yeah. And... This is something that is not being played on any major news outlet in this country. And what happens is the, these type of irregularities happen at a local level. And because it's not a, you know, 
Because this only affected the city council or school board or anything like that. Um, it's not reported. So when you hear there's no fraud, well, there's very little fraud. Well, there's no widespread fraud. It's instances, instances like this that uh, are not making the news. Well, you see, that's, that's really how the old Jim Crow stuff used to go, was that black folks would go in to, to turn in a ballot and they would be allowed to turn in the ballot and everything. And then when they left, then the, the Democrat pollsters would tear those ballots up and they wouldn't count. I mean, that's really how the blacks were treated by the Democrats in the Jim Crow South. Because um, it was the Democrats that did that. It wasn't white, white Republicans. It was, uh, it was Democrats that did that to black people. And that's how they ran the elections. You know, that, that wasn't a mistake. They just didn't want black people to vote. Right. And now they don't want uh, Republicans to vote. But it's not a mistake. I mean, it, it's uh, a mistake is something that you can tell when you're hearing about hearing the story, right? That oh well, they they obviously screwed up. They they uh, didn't give anyone both ballots. Mm-hmm. You know, accidentally they they couldn't understand why they would <laughs> give them two ballots. You know, you know well I could I could understand that. I could understand them think someone there thinking oh I only give them one ballot. <laughs> Doesn't matter if it's white or yellow. You know, even though they signed I, the paperwork saying just, they understood the rules. Yeah, I could understand that though. You know, your 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 brain freezes, and you're only giving people one ballot. Fine, but but it you don't you don't only give one ballot to people who are Republicans or Democrats. You only you give one ballot to ten people until someone comes up and says, "What the hell are you doing? Yeah. Aren't you giving them two ballots?" Right? Yeah. So that would be a mistake. Right, but it's not a mistake to only give one side two ballots and the other side none. It, I mean, or one. That's just that's not a mistake. So why didn't they arrest them? Well, so or or can, negate all of the ballots. I, I can recent. I can play this a little bit more, but I want to make a comment. You remember that old joke where, um, and and I don't know if this is a joke. This may have happened in real life, but. Remember the guy standing in front of the judge and and uh, he claims he's innocent because the guy walked around the corner and he accidentally stabbed him and the judge says, yeah, well, well 29 times? <laughs> and so it, I was telling my wife about this story and it, it reminded me of that joke of the guy that's standing in front of the judge and he said, your honor, I didn't mean to stab the guy. He walked around the corner of the building I had my knife out, and he walked into it. And the judge looks at him and says, yeah, 29 times? <laughs> and, so, and so that's what reminded me of this this story. But real quick, I'll play you a little bit more of this. And, and here's your answer. You ready? Here we go. 
point in time, uh, the information that we have received does indicate that there was voter irregularities. We will put together and are in the process of putting together this investigation to hand to the district attorney's office for consideration of charges to be filed, which would could potentially be uh, impeding the voting process and or uh, intentionally uh, impeding it by uh, fraudulent measures. Uh, that will be up to the district attorney to decide which charges are going to be filed, if any at all. Jerry said, mm -hmm. isn't that something you have on video? Uh, someone admitting that they held back a ballot and then they interviewed the police interviewed them and they admit yeah we did that it was a mistake and then they determined that they signed paperwork stating that they understood the rules and then this guy bless his heart he may have all the intentions of doing the right thing and in this case, but they're handing it off to a district attorney, and then the district attorney will decide whether or not they're going to pursue charges. And the thing is, they have all the what evidence? What more evidence do you need? You have them on video, and they admitted to you in person. I I I don't know what more evidence you need to go ahead with a prosecution. It's a federal offense to interfere, interfere, interfere in elections. And if these folks aren't federally prosecuted, prosecuted under those laws, you've mentioned it numerous times. Where is our due process? Where is our accountability? Yeah. Yeah, they're... Uh yeah, I'm just fed up with the whole uh, look the other way. and I, I can see a mistake, seriously. So yeah, yeah. We all make mistakes. We yeah. get that. Mm -hmm. uh, even big mistakes. I made, but, a, I made a mistake on our last podcast, our last yeah, show. Well, yeah, yeah, it happens all the time. So, and the bigger someone's, the bigger someone lives a life, the more likely they are to make big mistakes. It's just how it is. But what what is being described here is not a mistake. What what's being described is corruption. So, you know, they they just think they can get away with it by saying, "Oh, it was a mistake." It's like the little Kinsey, you know. She's like, "But it was it was one mistake, Mom." Yeah. You know, well, yeah, you ate all every single cookie on mistake. Yeah, right. Yeah, you can go. But if you, you run to your room and you can clean your room, right? But if you run it, Ron, if you run over somebody or shoot somebody by mistake, what happens? Well, if you run over someone by mistake, you can still get uh, manslaughter. Well, an involuntary manslaughter. But it's careless. Yeah, I mean. Well, basically, the, that you just described the Alec uh, Baldwin yeah. uh, shooting incident. So full, he that, kills this woman. The fool's still running around woman. free. Yeah. So that is by the definition of reckless manslaughter. I mean, reckless discharge of a firearm. Mm -hmm. He didn't intend to shoot her. 
even though he pointed the gun at her and pulled the trigger, he wasn't intending to shoot her. I'll give him that much. Right. It wasn't a mistake, though. He pulled the trigger. Well, so... I know you'll back me on this because you're a, you own firearms. If I go outside and I shoot my 9mm into the air and it travels wherever it travels to and it hits somebody and kills them, who's responsible for that? I didn't intend I didn't intend for that bullet to come down and hit somebody and kill them. And this is taught just so everybody understands. This is taught when you go through concealed carry classes or even as a police officer or a hunter safety course or in the military. You fire yeah. a weapon, wherever that bullet goes, if it, in, if it kills somebody, you're responsible for it. Exactly. Period. End of story. There's no argument. If I walk outside and I shoot my 9mm into the air and it comes down and it hits, hits, hits somebody, injures or kills them, I'm responsible. Right. So, with this being a very uh, important discussion when it comes to our our goal and our our podcast, the rule of law is what applies here. So regardless of opinion or feelings or any of the, you know, the social constructs and, and, and environmental justice and social justice and all this stuff, the rule of law is what pertains here more than anything else. And because we're not enforcing the rules and the laws, they're already on the books. People get, you know, have a tendency to believe and they, they are actually getting away with doing things that are actual crimes and not being charged. He just admitted the DA will make the decision on whether or not these people are prosecuted. Yeah. When they're, when they're blatantly and outright guilty because they admitted to it. You don't make them, oh, for Christ's sake. You don't make that same mistake 29 times in a row. And no. he mentioned the the uh, the head person. I can't remember his, his his exact terminology. As as saying, yeah, I was there. I I I supervised it. We all signed the paperwork. We all know the rules. We did it anyway. Uh, and, and by the way, it was a mistake. Again, 29 times. And let's yeah. let's not sit here and play like 29 ballots is going to make a difference, but m m at, at, a at a local level? Yeah, it could, yeah. It, it very well could. There's, there's people that have lost by five votes at a local level. One vote. Well, you know, Lauren Boebert is in the middle of, you know, their... They're hand, hand counting ballots right now. She's only up by like 350 votes in Colorado. I mean, she was behind yesterday. So, you know, it's really disturbing about these hand counts and, 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 um, 
you know, like uh, Arizona going into next week, the longer these ballot counts go on, the more open they are to irregularities and cheating. Nobody in their yeah. right mind can sit and argue that. The, there's just too much opportunity, too much room for someone to, you know, pull some shenanigans and, and you know, like in Pennsylvania with Shrek Fetterman, um, you know, there was, uh, I believe it was 8,900 ballots that came in that were unsigned and undated. Right. And a judge said, put them aside. We'll make a decision on whether or not we're going to count those votes later on. But put those aside. You can't count them. And what does he do? He, he turns around and he files a lawsuit to say those votes should be counted. Well, wait a minute. They're not signed and they're not dated. I mean, I, I could walk into our local... Uh, so I live in a, a very small town. And I could walk in there with 8,500 ballots and say, uh, you know, I picked these up. They're, they're not signed and they're not dated, but you need to, you know, scan these and count them. There's no difference. And if there's a judge out there that would consider that, he needs to be removed. Well, by, by Pennsylvania statute, those ballots actually should have been returned to wherever it was they were filed because the statute states that they'll go back to that clerk and reporter's office and they are to contact whoever cast the ballot and have them uh, correct their ballot if they so choose. That's or the, not, that's the or not correct or not correct the ballot, and then in which case it's not counted. And that's the adjudication but, but that process, right? What, but, but that's not what happened. Right. But I Therefore, mean, they can't be counted at all. But the. I'm asking you the question so everybody understands. That's the adjudication process. It is. Uh, I guess you could consider that a, a part and an adjudication. Right. Uh, but actually, an adjudication is more about making a decision about something, whereas that's just the statute. The statute states that if it comes in. Uh, and it's not signed and dated. Then it go, then it goes back to whoever wherever it came from, and whoever that clerk and recorder is contacts whoever cast the ballot, and gives them the opportunity to uh, correct. correct the ballot yeah. or not. So explain. So that's not so much an adjudication as a as a make correct. Okay. So explain. You know, Explain how an unsigned and undated ballot can be traced back to who who originally cast that ballot. So if well, so, what you're saying is be, if if they've got it traceable based on the, the number of the ballot. So a barcode or a, a yeah. identification number. Yeah, it was it was it went out somehow to someone. Like a barcode, yeah. Right. 
Well, I, I, the reason I want that to be to be known is because there's a lot of people out there that may not know how that process works. Yeah. Well, it varies in state to state. It's well, just, sure. Yeah. It. It's just that. Seriously, how does how do over eight thousand ballots show up and they're not signed and dated? Isn't that I mean, well? I mean, is that's that, a little fishy. Right skeptical, there. right? I mean, and and uh, well, it's the same thing as the, your point about when things drag on, because when it takes when it, when you chew up a whole lot of time counting things. It may or may not mean that they're shenanigans, but what happens is it's it's just like uh, a situation where we were talking about the other day with uh, Paul Pelosi, and in in lieu of not having any facts being told to people, people will create their own set of facts and their own speculation, and people will naturally fill a void with thought. Right. And the more people can sit around and talk about something because they're being deprived of facts, the more likely they are to make up, start making up scenarios that maybe they're true, maybe they're not true, but there's no basis in fact. It, it, and it just undermines the validity of an election uh, or anything else. It underlines the, uh, undermines the validity of anything. When you just don't get to know what the facts are, when when things are suspiciously held back, so there's just no excuse for all of it. Why are we putting up with it? I have no idea. That um, again, I, there's it seems like there's one side that likes to take advantage of all of this and doesn't want to fix it, and there's another side that really does want to fix it, but. They they don't want to do it so badly that they want to run on it, you know. And I'm like, where are the Republicans on all this? Yeah, you that's know? my point. Yeah, so you know, in Kansas City, Kansas City had notoriously corrupt elections for many many decades. Um, in fact, uh, you may not be aware of this fact that we just had a constitutional amendment passed here in uh, Missouri. Normally, I'm not a big fan of constitutional amendments, but we just passed one in Missouri. Uh, and it has to do with the Kansas City Police Department because Kansas City did not want to fund its police department. Really? Kansas, the Kansas City, Kansas City Police Department is overseen by a state board. It is not... Yeah. For the for the millionth time, they're not overseen by local people because the state uh, police department is is so screwed up. So, you know, they didn't want to fund the police department fully and the state passed a statute saying that they shall do so. And uh Anyway, so that amendment was defeated? No, it was passed. So, you know, the, basically the, the Kansas City has to fund, fully fund its... Oh, okay, uh, okay, okay. So, so, so the, the people said, no, we're not doing it. We're not defunding the police. That's The state said that. Because the state is responsible for overseeing the police department. Right. 
So, you know, Kansas City School Board has been uh, decertified, I don't know how many times. The, the school system is there. Mm-hmm. It's just a joke. So Kansas City has not had its act together in uh, decades. So, but they their, their history of election corruption goes back 100 years. There, there wasn't a problem with an election in Kansas City. There was a problem every single election. That's how badly the Democrats have screwed up the Kansas City election process. I mean, there's only been one mayor in Kansas City in the, in the last 90 years that's a Republican. One. So the Democrats run that city so badly that no one wants to live in Kansas City any longer. The business people move out. Uh, now it's a, basically it's a, a city of uh, lower income black folks and the city is run by a bunch of corrupt black folks who are Democrats. It's ridiculous. And the, the, the poor folks who are, are victimized the most by it are the ones who are least able to do anything about it. And now, they're, now their political leaders want to not even fund the cops. So it's just a cruel, cruel joke. Um, but there I, here I am. I'm a, I want to solve the problem. It doesn't do any good though, because they don't they don't want to solve a problem. It's like they don't care that there's a problem. The, the people on the streets there, they want the problem solved, but no one's working for them. They can't elect people who will represent them. Everyone looks like them in government. You know, they can't complain about oh, there no one looks like me. Well, they do. Sorry. They're, all, they're just as corrupt. As, you wouldn't believe how corrupt the Democrat Party is. So doesn't that speak to my, my point of that that election irregularities and corruption is not just at the federal level and, and, and in the general elections, it's at a local level. And, well, and, and, and it would be easier at a local level to cheat, just like the, the example that I played from Tulsa. Precisely. That is where cheating happens. Yeah, for sure. So, it happens at the local level. Yeah, and not and, at the national level. You don't you don't cheat by trying to do something with your vote tallies. You cheat by putting garbage in. It's the old garbage in, garbage out. Mm-hmm. You put a whole bunch of bad ballots in there, and you feed garbage into the system, and you just can't counting them over and over again. That's why, you know, recounts do no good if you're just recounting bad ballots. You right. have to go in and you have to do, like like I keep saying, you've got to audit the ballots. You've got to audit them and make sure that they are filled out by whoever was supposed to fill them out. They're signed, they're dated, yada, yada, yada. You don't have 3,000 of them filled out by one person. And they just ran off copies of them all like they did in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but that is how you... You corrupt elections, you do it on the local level. You do it 
you know, by a handful of precincts. You don't try to rig the entire election. Right. That's insane. They only had to fix uh, elections in five states for to get Biden to win against Trump. They didn't have to do widespread stuff all over the country. Well, they had to go into five precincts. <laughs> yeah. Five precincts. Yeah, that's it. Thirty thousand votes, approximately mm-hmm. thirty to forty thousand votes in five precincts changed the election, and that's it. So, you know, why why on earth is that such a dishonest topic? And isn't that where isn't that where the phrase "no widespread fraud" comes from? Well, from what as far as I know, that came from Bill Barr. I could be wrong. But no, my Bill Barr it is that Bill Barr was Barr. Bill Barr was a fake too. Let's let's just be honest. Well, honestly, I had a lot of respect for him until then. Um. And, and I just, I think that that whole uh, post-2020 thing uh, is a very sad time, a very sad commentary on our system because yeah. uh, there were legitimate gripes. And the way you fix a legitimate gripe is you go in there with an audit and you just say, fine, we'll audit it. And you can find out really fast, actually. Uh, if there's problems or not. Hey, real quick, real quick, this portion of an inquiry into freedom is brought to you by Crown Royal and Sprite. Go ahead. (laughs) Boy, I could use some Crown Royal about that. Well, I've been sitting here having a little happy hour, by the way. Oh! I started that happy hour at the very beginning of this podcast because we were having technical difficulties due to my incompetence being able to friggin' figure out well, why I was you know our last episode didn't record correctly maybe you drinking on the job is the whole reason I wasn't drinking the button in the I, I wasn't place. drinking on the job last time I'm doing that today and, and oh. admittedly so I mean you know occasionally you have to uh, you know you got to take a, a, a you know happy hour is a good thing because let's just be honest, in the last two years we haven't had a lot of whole, a whole hell of a lot of happy hours. <laughs> it's been pretty. It's been pretty dim. Well, here I am without a drop of alcohol in the house. Well, what the hell's the matter with you, Ron Harlow? Well, so I I want to say this, and I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but. Um, I'm I'm good at that, and I'm sure you figured that out by now. Uh, well, I I have to knock off here. So. Yeah, I I know we're running way over because we had to figure out our technical issue. But I want to say this: that the most, the most, um, honest and um, common sense uh, analysis that I have heard has come from one of the greatest people, in my opinion, to ever hold a government position. Uh, 
in in public service, especially at the federal level, Rick Grinnell. Man, I I cannot mm. I cannot stress enough how much I love that guy. Yeah, he is impressive. I Man, agree. that that guy. I, I'm telling you, um, you know, this is again just my personal opinion. Uh, if he ran for president, I would, I would be happy and, and I would gladly cast a vote for that, that man. Um, and by the way, uh, I think I would be accurate in saying that he was the first national security advisor that was, uh, from the LGBTQ OPEC plus community to be appointed by a Republican. Yeah. But what a what a what a great human being. Well, and eminently competent too. I mean, like like the guy or not, I can see, you know, he's a political actor, but I can see why some folks would like him and other folks would not, but the guy knows his stuff. Yeah, I mean, if I, you're gonna if you're gonna argue with Rick Grinnell, then you better be up on your stuff, right? Yeah. So that's why I like him. Um, you know, he's he's just very qualified, and 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 he took on several different roles. I mean, he's 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 a smart dude. Arguably, one of the best diplomats we've ever had. Uh, and um. Yeah, you're right. Took on several different roles, but but he's but he's honest. Yeah. I mean, he's even he's even said negative things about how the Republicans do things and have done things. He's critical of his own, you know, um affiliation, right? Well, I think anyone who's honest does have some self-criticism. Well, you know? and that's that's why If you're not willing to criticize yourself, then you're not pushing yourself hard enough. Well, I, mean, I think anyone... that's why you and I, and, and this this idea that we have, this goal that we have, this movement that we we want to, you know, bring forth to people, is that, you know, there are things that you and I disagree on, or or, or there's not a whole lot. But there are things that we, we well, have different nothing opinions important. on. You're nothing right. important. Right, sure. Right? I mean, uh, we can fix potholes. So, I mean, that's what we're we're demanding out of our the people who run our country is fix the potholes. We're not demanding that they agree on absolutely every little thing. Mm -hmm. Fix the potholes. You know, it's not that freaking hard. If it's too hard for you to fix the potholes then go away, and we'll have someone else do it. Yeah. I'm just fed up with all of them. So. Well, so this this whole thing, that, and, and, and I, you know, I know that you don't like to get into the political realm so much because, you know, our goal is grievances uh, petitioning our government. But this, this election issue that we have in this country now is a grievance that I think is very, very important because if we're sitting here a week later, according to what uh, the news is telling us, 
and we don't know the election results in Arizona a week after election day, we have a huge grievance to to present to our government and say, here's our problem. We know there's irregularities. Whether you want to admit whether whether you want to admit it's widespread or or minimal, it doesn't matter. We have we have examples out of that I played today out of Tulsa, and then we have Pennsylvania that we know Philadelphia and uh, um, uh, what's the other big city there? Um, well, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh that that. Pennsylvania has been corrupt. You've mentioned Missouri being corrupt. We we know these places have issues. And if you're not willing to address them and make sure that our elections are legitimate and our elections are secure and that every vote matters and every vote counts, uh, you're not doing your constitutional duty. And, and that's what our podcast is about. And I know that's, that's where we kind of wanted to go this week, or this, this show, from where we ended on the last show, was more into the petitioning our government and our grievances. And we'll, we'll do that next time. Uh, you'll have to remind me because I have that CRS disease. Um, what am I supposed to remind you? <laughs> you have it too. I don't even remember what I had for lunch today. I don't even think I had lunch. Uh, I've been rather busy as a small business and, owner. I'm... And what is a podcast again? <laughs> I don't even know if we could. You know, I I enjoy what we do, and just so everybody knows, again, this is just two guys, um, you know, with a a vision. We don't make any money off of this. Uh, we don't necessarily ask for money. You're, you're, if you want to contribute, by all means, do so. Um, we don't even have. I don't even know if we have a way for someone to do that. I, I don't care. Well, uh, at least send in a bottle of uh, Crown Royal for me. Yeah, I mean, you know, we'd like to. We'd like to. Uh, you know, have have this hour of an, an inquiry into freedom sponsored by Crown Royal or maybe even Jose Cuervo. Yeah, now you're talking. Yeah, because I think you're a tequila guy, right? Well, I'm pretty much for anything that's happening. <laughs> anything that makes you feel good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could go places with that, but I'm, I'm not going to do that. So uh, anyway... Uh, I know we're getting close to the end here and, um, we'll talk about, we'll get, we'll get more into the grievance and, and petitioning our government thing maybe next time. Uh, well, what we've got to, the, the muscle we have to keep working over and over again is what is, uh, the grievance uh, constitutionally speaking, Right. Where is the Constitution being violated? What is that grievance? And then what do we do to redress it? What do we do to make it right? So, like, like for example, with this quote-unquote mistake, where the election workers were not giving 
ballots to Republicans. Did they fix the problem? No. They did, they did not fix the problem for anyone who was denied a ballot. Now, they fixed it going forward, mm -hmm. but they did nothing about the damage that was done. Mm -hmm. So they did not redress the grievance at all. No. In fact, they're, in fact, they're trying to pretend that there wasn't one. So that's a real grievance. I mean, we're we're working beyond that, but that is the muscle that we all have to continue working is what is the grievance in a, in a constitutional context? And then what do we do about that grievance? What do we do to, to stop it? So that's, that's really what we're about. Yeah. And I'm hoping that, um, regardless of what party you affiliate with or, you know, what your politi political views are, that that you grasp the concept of what it is we're trying to do. Because whether you're right, left, independent, libertarian, uh, this affects the, the right to petition and the right to have your grievances heard and something done about them affects everyone regardless of party affiliation or what your political beliefs are. I mean, this is about the Constitution of the United States. Your freedom, your right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, due process, and equal justice under the law. Period. Because in a nutshell, that's basically the the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and the Declaration of Independence all wrapped up into one. And then whatever you want, whatever you feel, and again, uh, reach out to us at, at inquiryintofreedom.com and say, hey, I, this is what I think a grievance is, or this is what I think we need to petition our government about. That's what we want to hear. That's what our discussion is about. Now, all this other noise with elections and Trump and Biden and all this other stuff, it's noise. But it's part of the, it's part of the conversation because they're directly affecting all of these things. Right. You know, they're creating these problems for us. They create the inflation. They create the rising costs in gas and, and food and, uh, you know, the, the interest rates. They create all these situations that you and I and everyone else in, in this country has to deal with. We're not creating them on our own. And so we have to... We have to remind them that you're you're elected to represent me. You're elected to re represent Ron. You're elected to represent all the other people in the community and in the state and in the country. And uh, you're an employee. Yep. And if you don't do what we tell you, 
at town hall meetings and, uh, you know, phone calls, emails, however you contact your representative, your senator, whatever. If you don't do what we ask you to do, represent us in the way that we elected you to represent, then by gosh, there's going to be consequences. Yep. And the bad part about that is, is that because we have such, and I know, I, I know we got to go. I know we got to wrap yeah, up. Yeah, But because have we have such a division right here, and we'll pick this up next time. But because we have such a division here, we can't come together and agree on these things. And this is something that we should all agree on. That unless it's in in the best interest of us as a collective society, then it doesn't matter what party they're from, because they're affecting us all. And it's for years and years have been in, in a negative way. We need to come together and, and say, okay, regardless of party, you're not working for the we the people anymore, and we're done. Yeah. So uh got the uh technical issue figured out. Once again, you've been listening to an inquiry into freedom with Ron Harlow and yours truly, Alan Paul. Uh, thanks for listening, and Ron, I will talk to you uh, next time. Yep. Adios. Okay, we'll see y'all. Muchachos. <laughs> Bye.